NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! As an adult, don't we all miss spring break? Nothing like taking a week off from all your responsibilities. Well, here's the next best thing for adults, a spring break from house payments. SaveWithConrad.com can help you get rid of all your credit card debt just like that. We're routinely helping our listeners save five, six, seven, even 800 bucks a month. And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this, but check this out. No house payments for two months at SaveWithConrad.com. Summer's coming. Are you ready to unveil your beach bod? Well, Manscaped is here to ensure your body is ready for the wild with their game-changing full-body grooming and hygiene products. Don't be the guy at the beach with the Austin Powers chest hair. And if you grew some winter man tits, hey, come on now, talking to me directly, the least you can do is make sure they're hairless. It's time to get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code POA. I'm having me a bit of a hot guy summer. We're going to the beach, and by God, yes, I will be taking all my Manscaped goodness with me. Make sure that my beard's in line. Make sure that I ain't got no stragglers on my titty hairs and all that good stuff. It's wonderful. I've used them for years. I love them. Also at the beach, what will be good is the ball deodorant that they have uh, given us. That's going to come in real handy because you don't always want to take a shower before you go gorge on oysters. You know what I'm saying? It's wonderful products. You should get them all. Trey, tell them a little bit more about our friends at Manscaped. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you increase your confidence and level up your full body grooming game with the Performance Package 4.0. The kit comes with the Essential Lawnmower 4.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. Whether you're trimming your chest or the treasure chest in your pants, this is the best trimmer on the market. Their trimmer features a ceramic blade designed to cut hair on loose skin and to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin-safe technology. You can even trim an arrow pointing to the promised land if you're bold enough. Inside the performance package, you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer because we know how painful chafing can be when you're wearing that bathing suit all day long. Nobody likes nose hairs, guys, so their package also comes with the Weed Whacker 2.0, a hell of a product if I do say so myself, and also you get two free gifts the Shed Travel Bag, a $39 value, and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped Boxers. If you're wearing sandals, you need to get the Manscaped Shears 2.0 Nail Kit because having the right tools for grooming is essential. So do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Here's what you do, guys. You can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code POA at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code POA at manscaped.com. Trim your chesticles with the besticles. Mm. What's up, Airheads? We're back in the virtual Airstream studios. It's your boy, Trey Crowder, and your other boy, your bestest boy, Corey Ryan Forster over there. What are you doing? What is that? Is that a blouse? You got a, that, what is that, that? No, look here. Look, this is my, this is my, in honor of the Met Gala, I'm going tummyless. I got my tummyless. midriff, I got my midriff showing. And really, that's, that's just because my wife's dress don't fit. It wasn't oh, that's a dress? Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, it's a dress. A straight up dress, or is that one of them, what they call them? Rompers, or Hold what on. are those called? You Let, me back up. Let me back up. So look at here. Thing. okay so yeah that's it's not a dress. got the legs it's a dress it's not it a ain't got the, yeah 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 them rompers is, I've, I've worn a romper on the show before a couple of romper's times head. i think They're, they kind of do hit there's just i can't get over the impracticality 
uh, regarding like the bathroom situation or anything yeah. with a romper. You got to get ass naked if you got to sit down at least, yeah, you know, and hit. women <laughs> always have to sit down to- right. to- and, you know, toilet time. Right. So the, the, the amount of inconvenience they willingly subject oh, themselves to, I, don't, I guess I don't, I don't for know about our willingly. benefit, you know, I don't, what do you mean willingly? About, no, no, no. Hear me out. Because one of them is the pockets and jeans things. Every woman I know wants pockets and jeans. They just don't put them in there for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, the romper, that's on them. That is on, you're right. That is on them, and they're doing it for us. The high heels. Are they, though? Let me ask you that. What do you think? No, they're not. You're right. They're not. You know what? That's a great fucking point. One time. The truth is, it's more about other women, isn't it? Like, maybe they tell themselves it's about. No, man, but what every man knows is just like you could be wearing a burlap sack. We'll still go in like we don't give yeah. a shit. I like, used to have a we, bit. You know, we don't care. We don't even notice the shoes you're wearing or any of that stuff. Every, every woman like running joke is, you know, she get her haircut and her husband don't even notice. I've never noticed one of Katie's haircuts a single time in our 13 year relationship. Right. And uh, so, you know, we're oblivious and we just, you know, the sweet way to interpret that is we just love you for who and what you are and how you look. And we don't need any of that. We don't care about all that other shit. Uh, so really, it ain't us. I don't think that I know for a fact it's not because you might remember the bit I used to have when we first met, where I was talking about women complaining about being in heels, and and I was just talking about I was like you, you understand that we'll we'll fuck you in a pair of Asics, you know what I mean? Like we don't care. Yeah. And then the crescendo of the bit was I was like, frankly, you don't even have to have feet, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And and then like I did it a bunch, and it always did well, definitely with the men. And I had several women come up to me, and they're like, oh honey, it's so sweet that you think we wear that shit for you. But frankly, I find that to be a bit dumber. Like, So what to, do they, what did they, they mean? do it for, it's they're, for other women. They're doing it. So for they're other acknowledging women. that it's for other women. Yes. It's for other women. They want to, like, they want to look good for other women. And like, I don't know, I guess I get it. Well, you know, when but I wear what I wear, it's not, it's not just, they want to, this is me just getting into real man territory here. It's okay. But it's, not, it's not that they, like want to look nice for other women it's that they all in their head are like i know these bitches gonna be judging me if i come in here wearing the same dress i wore last you know april the 13th or whatever right that's what they got in their head they're like i know what you're gonna say if i wear the same thing or if it don't my shit don't match or whatever and i ain't i ain't letting that bitch get one over on me i'll show her you know like right it's not like it's not like that yeah right it's 100 percent. dude i broke up with a girl uh, I mean, we were 18, so, I mean, it's still technically breaking up, but it's not like we meant much to each other. We were going to prom together, and she went to a different school, right? And so she, we were, I was going out with her and her grandma prom dress shopping, all right? So we get there. She finally picks out this prom dress that she wants, and I'm like, oh, it's beautiful, yada, yada, yada. So they go by, and then she goes, okay, now we have to go get the other one. And I was like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? And her grandma, too, was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she goes, I can't. We're going to two different proms. I can't wear the same dress to both proms. And so I was like, yeah, you can. Like, it's totally fine. But I was like, you know what? I'm out of this. I don't care. It's your dress, whatever. But then the grandma was like, honey, she was trying not to embarrass her. But she was like, honey, we we, we can't we can't really afford that because they couldn't. She's like, we can't really. And she fucking pitched a fit in the middle of this mm-hmm. bridal store or whatever. And I just go, cause you know how I am with grandmas. Like she was disrespecting her grandma. And I go, you know what? You just wear that dress to yo prom and I will not be there. And that's how mm-hmm. that worked. And then two weeks later, she's like, I'm pregnant, you know, but 
that's yeah. She wasn't. What? Okay. For the record. No, that's, she wasn't. Right. She fucking lied because so she this one night said she, she was pregnant with your baby. With and my it was baby. All, a lie. Okay. all complete fucking fabrication. She gets me all worried and I go take a bunch of Percocets because I'm pissed off. She's sure. telling me she's like, I'm taking the test right now. It's positive. I'm in the basement of my buddy's house, just punching the metal pole in the basement, just so mad. I go over to her house. I go over to her house, right? And I just go, sweetie, I'm not gonna say the name. Sweetie, I need to see the test. I, I just need to see it. I need to see that if it's positive, I'll, I'll help you take care of this. She's like, I don't have to show you that. I don't have to show you that. And I was like, yeah, yes, you do. If you're going to say that you're pregnant and want me to do anything about it, I'm going to need to see that test, right? So she keeps going and saying, it's not your right to see that test. It's, and I'm like, oh, it'll be my right when it comes time to pay for that little motherfucker. I know that much. So I was like, show me the test. If you don't show me the goddamn test, I'm going to assume you're not pregnant. You'll never fucking see me again. She goes, I, I have no reason to show you the test. So get back over to my buddy's house who lived two doors down, took a shit in a uh, Route 44 Sonic cup, pissed in it, stirred it up, went and poured it on her goddamn windshield. She went to prom alone. Y'all was wild, dog. That <laughs> Percocets, like, dude. Yeah, that'll do it, I guess. I reckon. I mean, you know, not that Salina ain't have Percocets, but like right. just every, like the, the way you talk about your high school buddies and shit that went down back then and stuff, I'm like, man, we was tame, I guess. But like you, everything about Chickamauga is that way. It's always been that way. The whole history of our relationship. You talk about Chickamauga as a place, as a concept, anything, yeah. stories from it. Just it's all, I'm always just like, God damn, what? is this plus fucking <laughs> like fucking redneck narnia or something yeah, it's just it like is. a whole other world you know but um so this I, one more thought on the whole oh people don't men don't care what you wear or whatever people it's for other women yada yada people do notice uh, i'm not gonna sit here and lie like they don't here's how i know uh because recently i had decided so over the past months i mean hell years at this point i i have been I have been losing a bunch of weight and I've lost a bunch good. of weight from where I started uh, previously and uh, a nice change of pace for me. I, and instead of fatting out of most of my wardrobe, which I've done countless times in my adulthood, I have thinned out of a lot of my wardrobe. Right. And also I hate buying clothes, but so I've got like, I've got a small handful of shirts that I feel like actually fit me since I've lost weight. Right. And, uh, I just decided, I was like, you know, some people do that uniform thing. Like, mm -hmm. they, they wear a uniform, basically, which means, like, they always wear the same thing. It's like the clothes are washed. They'll have different iterations of the same shirt, but they look the same, you know, jeans and a white T-shirt or whatever, something simple. I was like, I'm going to take the same outfits with me to every show, uh, all my tour dates. I'm just going to keep it simple. I'll wear the same. i wash them in between runs, but take them, take the same ones with me. And I haven't been doing this very long for maybe three or four runs or something like that. And we were in Arkansas this weekend and this old boy, old boy is <laughs> hell. Uh, good guy, you know, fan of ours though. And, but like old boy and his woman, right. Came up to me and we were talking to him. He said something like, so you want to take a picture? And the old boy goes, yeah, we'll take a picture. Even though Trey's wearing the same goddamn shirt he was <laughs> two weeks ago. And, uh, and wherever I saw them at, I don't remember where they were at. They were at a different show a few weeks ago in some other city, Texas or something. And they, or Oklahoma, I think it was. And they're like, yeah, even though Trey's wearing the same goddamn shirt. And I was like, that's a wild thing. For, you know what I mean? It's like a dude, a, to a, say. a, dude, a redneck yeah. sort of dude, like a redneck yeah. archetype dude, just, you know, being like, is that the same shirt you were wearing last Friday? I mean, that seems 
unless he followed it up with like, hell yeah, boy, that's practical. Fuck them. You know what I mean? No, but he, he was busting my balls for it, which yeah. is totally fine. It's yeah. also, it's just, it's funny that like, so like people do notice, you know what I mean? Yes, they yeah. do. Because they notice, but you know, whatever. People notice everything. This is an apt discussion for this episode because we are going to be, I don't know about celebrating, but we're going to be talking about one of the fanciest events in all of fanciedom directly rated, related to fashion, the pinnacle of fashion. In fact, the Met Gala. Gala or Gala? Gala. I think right? it depends Gala's on, fancier, I right? think it depends on if it's like the part, if you call a violin, a violin or a fiddle is is whether like if you're the type of person that calls it a fiddle you'll probably say gala and then the other ones Ooh, like gala. gala i don't even think of gala. Oh, gala. what'd you say gala I gala? Said gala gala or gala gala Ooh, or to gala. me it was either gala or gala gala had you didn't even, even think of gala i feel like no, gala. to me gala is like the fanciest version yeah i guess head. you're right in my gala no, no see, that's gala darling yeah that's why it hasn't even I, that one didn't even cross my mind like i look at it as like i call it the met gala and then I think some rednecks might call it the gala. I think a yeah. lot of people would call I'd it the gala. It the gay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Emphasis on the gay. Am gay I right? yeah. Yeah. It's, it is fucking real gay, though. I mean, it's very gay. The, it's, yeah. and, and that's fine. That's totally cool. It is fine. Um, anyway, that happened this week. It seemed like good fodder for the show. So we're just going to talk about it. Another thing that's happening this week that we intend to talk about, and if we don't this week, we'll do it next week for sure. The coronation is finally happening. Those two things seemed Sunday, again, appropriate, Sunday, Sunday, appropriate and topical subjects for the show. So we're just going to discuss those, do our little reviews of some of the who wore it best at the mm -hmm. Met Gala shit. We're in no, no way qualified to talk about. And that will make this episode a little different than usual. The normal segments we're not going to do because we wanted to cover these things and we feel like we're long winded enough that it probably would be too much to try to pack all that and a pro show and a Venn diagram all into one episode. So that is the plan for this episode. Especially but when that part took 15 minutes. Exactly. Before we <laughs> even get to any of that, I have a little anecdote for you and for the airheads out there. Okay. Um, this will make sense eventually as to why it's relevant to this show. I promise you. So people that follow me on social media may have seen recently, I've been cataloging a, Fun little experience here at the Crowder home in our backyard, Katie discovered a hummingbird's nest. Uh, and, you know, hummingbirds little as hell. So, like, the, the whole nest is literally like the size of a half dollar coin. Like, the whole goddamn nest. The nest had eggs in it. Hummingbird eggs. They're like jelly beans. Teeny tiny little bird eggs. So small, so precious, right? The atmosphere in the Crowder household was electric, dude. Everybody's like, everybody's so pumped about this hummingbird's nest and everything. Katie immediately, she starts Googling hummingbird facts, hummingbird roosting facts. Found out she needs to sit on the eggs 55 minutes out of every hour. She only has five minutes per hour to leave and find food. So Katie thought she would put some food closer to the nest. So she went and got four different hummingbird feeders and put them in various spots around the nest. Cause she also read that they have bad eyes and they about damn blind. So she tried to make it to where she would definitely bump into one of them. Right. And figure out that there's food there. Apparently they dumb as fuck, but, uh, and can't see, but so Katie's trying to take care of her and everyone. Katie also gets uh, your GoPro actually that you left out here and sets up a little, um, a little streaming situation, a little, a little burb cam, right? Uh, near the tree to where we could watch in there and keep an eye on it, keep an eye on uh, the burbs. Uh, I'm posting about this. Everybody's, like I said, everybody's having a good time with it. Last week, 
um, right before I left. So like last Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, the eggs hatched. We had little bitty baby birds, hey. little baby hummingbirds, teeny tiny little birds. I posted that on the internet too. Update. We got baby humming babies, everybody. Oh, everybody's like, oh, so cute. Whatever. I, they hatch on Tuesday or Wednesday. I do see them. I go to Alabama on Thursday. Friday, second day in Alabama, Katie texts me the terrible, horrible, no good news <laughs> that the ba- humming babies are gone. Right. And they're, they're nowhere to be found. Uh, now, there's not gore and viscera in their place. <laughs> right. So there's that. But they're gone. And there's there's no other way to interpret that than something got to them. They're way too little to to, you know, be any kind of self-sufficient. They didn't run off nowhere. They didn't fall out. They weren't on the ground like something got them. Right. Uh, so, you know. Horrible news, very sad, whatever. Katie texts me about it. Um, we're like, God damn, what do you think happened? She starts looking it up in here. This is what I want. Uh, to- squirrels, holy shit! Squirrels, squirrels no squirrels, shit! Squirrels, chipmunks, blue jays, and crows are all known to eat hummingbird eggs and babies. All right? Also, Katie got this picture with the camera, the burb cam. That is a deviant little fuckhead squirrel <laughs> on the tree that previously housed these precious little hummingbird babies, all right? So I don't know if a jury would convict him or not, but we've got some compelling evidence here that a fucking squirrel, murderous little rat fucks that they are, killed and ate those hummingbird babies Gotta that eat. was the pride of eat. the Crowder household fucking nuts or something my point is they evil they're not sweet they're uh and also that well, part of my point my secondary point too. my secondary point is that uh which was always really my primary point nature's not a disney movie it's a fucking heavy metal show all right right it's brutal and hardcore but and it's not sweet love cannot and it's exist not, it's, these little that. birds are not sweet like you know, flying little ribbons around the squirrel as they chirp songs that. together and shit like that. They are never killing each that. other never every moment that. of every day. They're eating each other's babies to survive. All and right? they love their babies. That's all I ever fucking said. That's no, all I ever no. fucking said. Well, the hummingbird uh, don't. Uh, according to Google, she probably don't even really know. She done forgot them babies ever existed. That's another element of it. Uh, so They just forget and fucking fly off. Yeah. Sometimes they'll just sometimes fucking... propagate, continue on. I don't know, yeah, but they sometimes like, they'll just like they'll just leave them like and never come back. Like they're like fuck them babies, right? You show me but, um, that panda you showed me last week of like yeah. When, yeah. There's a clip of this panda. God damn it! I wish we could find it. Where like they just like the, there's a panda with its baby panda, and then someone just hands the mama panda like a salad, and they just yeah. steal the baby, and she's just yeah. like, all right, apparently. Fucking, that's the deal. Apparently any panda will very happily give you their baby in exchange for any type of food at all. Like you give them an ice cream cone, whatever, and you can just take their baby and they're totally fine with it. Uh, you know, I mean, maybe people are like, no pandas. They know these people, they know they're not going to hurt the baby, but they don't seem to give much of a fuck to me. I was about to say like, that's wild because, like, you know, everybody knows in the South, like, don't you go near a mama goose 
when them geeselets are behind her. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, geese will just fuck, fuck you up in general. Like, geese that's, are no, assholes, no, they, dude. Geese will absolutely fuck you up. But my point is, you would think that something that is a bear would do the same thing. But, like, nah, just get it a fucking dude, Caesar. Pandas, and, <laughs> I, they are not. They're a disgrace to the bear name. But yeah, they <laughs> or not count as bears. Like they're dogs. Call them something else. Panda, yeah, panda fluffs. Call them yeah, that. Right. Panda fats. Um, <laughs> Katie was overcome with bloodlust after this happened, and started googling uh, how to poison squirrels <laughs> in your backyard. And she was like, and my sister too, my little sister was like, she was like, if I was that mama bird, I'd find that squirrel and peck both its goddamn eyes out. Uh-uh, that motherfucker. Right. And so like they're hatching schemes about how to take this squirrel down. And I, and me, me, squirrel hater extraordinaire. I was like, Katie, killing that squirrel will not bring them birds back. Okay. Like just let it go. I know the motherfucker that did it too, though. That's the thing. It's like he, he been in my backyard. Like, he, yeah, they're I, territorial. Like, they stay there. Right, as you said. And he's a little prick, dude. He's always fucking around with shit out here. And he's always like, he, I swear to God, he'll stare me down sometimes in a yeah. like, you know, what motherfucker type of way. <laughs> like, he's just a little shithead, man. Yeah, and now yeah, he killed her. And, and now he killed our goddamn hummingbird babies. And, um, yeah, but and yet but he you continue to go way. to bat for these. No, fucking because rodents. I never, because <laughs> you okay in that same arena, you killed several chickens last week to feed your family, right? I mm-hmm. never said that. Hit. I never said right. I never said that animals. It's not metal out there. All my fucking argument ever was is that a mama squirrel loves her baby squirrel. That was it, and this doesn't change none of that. I will concede that they're little fucking maniac monsters, but dude, even Hitler loved David Braun for so, a minute. Let me let me tell you about another a, an animal fact I just read. Now this is about another type of bird, so it's not a mammal. That is different, but again, even in the mammal world, we're talking about rodents here. So I don't know how different it is, but uh, seagulls. Maybe it's a specific species or type of seagull. I'm not sure, but some sort of like ocean chicken, some sort of mm-hmm. ocean bird, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. They have a dot on the end of their beak that their babies poke, right? And when they poke it, that's when they throw up in their mouth, right? You're not birds, but birds be throwing up in their mouth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. that's how they do it. They, they, yeah, they, yeah, they, they, baby bird they them. puke, they puke the, ba- the baby the food, food into the baby's yeah. mouth. Yeah. That's I'd how they know to do you. it. The baby pokes them right here. I'd baby bird you too if it meant saving your life, you know? Yeah. Um, but they poke the mama bird on the dot. And that, and then the mama bird pukes in their mouth. Like that's like an on switch for puke. Yes. Yes. And they found, they found researchers, scientists found if you, uh, cover up that dot. Right. And so the baby birds don't, cause if they don't see it, they don't know it's there apparently or whatever. But anyway, the baby birds are still there, still hungry, screaming for food, but they cannot poke the dot. The mama bird will just sit there and just let them starve to death. Just be like, I don't be- know what you motherfuckers are crying because, about. Because it's like, it's straight up pure instinct. Right. Like every creature that they That's all, you know, they all procreate, procreate, right? Animals, if they have babies at all that need any kind of care, they can have instincts in them that ensure that they care for the baby. But it don't mean there's any higher order understanding of a fucking parent child relationship or like 
familial love the way that parent that way that humans feel for their babies i implore some of them to go sure. back and listen to the episode and show me the point when i said it is exactly the same as a mother and a child Man, i never I really feel that. like you did say that I, I mean here's the deal i probably fucking did i don't remember yeah all I'm saying is, I don't think you're making any new fucking points. And that's a goddamn bird. You know what I mean? Birds are different, man. Birds are fucking wild. Birds are basically Birds are dinosaurs. Wild. They are, yep. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, Walmart, Nike, Wine.com, Samsung, Lenovo, Sephora, and more. And even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use. And you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Yes. I didn't know that about the button, though. That's fuck. Like, I just always assumed, like, and of course, it's just that one species of seagull, but I just assumed that all birds, it was just like, they were like, it's time for me to feed my baby, so I'm a puke in its fucking mouth. But, like, how does that, how how does that, so are you saying that every now and then that dot accidentally gets covered up, and so the babies die, or you're just saying hypothetically. Some bird doctors did this as an experiment. Science is wild, did, dude. Now, did they I let don't the know. birds die? I, I, I have no idea. They did. Knowing, knowing how science be, probably. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah science is wild as hell. Uh, Savage. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to bring it up right now because it's something I might talk about in the future. Actually, it's okay. a, on that same same general subject. Uh, oh, I thought it was too but, gruesome. I was like, all right, come on now. No, it's just when scientists be doing wild shit like that. Oh yeah, let's do a, a whole fa- episode a on that. Fascinating subject to me. But anyway, um, so yeah, I just wanted to update you on the horrific double murder perpetrated by the terrorist, squirrel in my backyard. Yeah, you've called him, and just hope that you're happy. Um, but well, anyway, I am. Yeah. Uh, I didn't tell the internet, by the way. Uh, I had been telling them, hey, we got baby birds, whatever. And then I haven't, I didn't update, hey, they're fucking dead, just so everybody knows. Happy. <laughs> we'll put this you're happy. Out. Yeah, right. But uh, Katie <laughs> did. She posted about it or whatever. Oh, you to know, all her um, followers? Yeah, to all, yeah. But I, I just, I felt like, you know, no reason to bum these people out. They can go on thinking. They would be mad that, at you. Yeah. Right. Instead of being mad at the goddamn squirrel. So, all right, the Met Gala 
That's how I've decided I'm going to say it. The Met Gala happened uh, Monday, May 1st. It's the first Monday in May every year. I've known what the Met, I've known about the existence of the Met Gala for a long time. Uh, I've thought it absurd and, and shortly dumb for that same amount of time, uh, generally speaking. Also, seems like an absolute nightmare scenario to me. Like, I can't yeah, imagine right. many events I'd oh, rather not go to. Um, I got worse dressed at the MTV Movie Awards. I, I was going to bring that up. So since it's come up, let's just go ahead and talk about <laughs> it. I was going to ask where you, how you felt about the, the Met Gala in that way. Because, yeah, you did. You walked the red carpet at the MTV Movie Awards. It, it didn't have for people, uh, fashion-wise. <laughs> no, it did not. So I was wondering what kind of, like, would you try to, like, redeem yourself? Would you chill out even harder? Like, would you even want to go to something like this if you got him back? Because it's very exclusive, Joe. You don't think your ego would be like, well, I got to go. Well, no, I do think that, like, first off, it, well, it depends. It depends. Like, if you ask me right this second, right now, it's like, well, dude, it's not like you're you're – crushing it out there you should go get any publicity that you can't of course i would go and just for the sheer fact of like i'd like to see what it is and yes i do have a big ego i think that if i i, I know me i think that if i'd been there once and then i was an established celebrity who didn't need any of that press i don't think that i would be like i can't wait till the met gala every year but with dressing for an event like this there's like this crazy line and we're going to get into some of the pictures later but where it's like Okay, how could you even, what could you do to be, for people to go, ugh, look at that? Because, like, all of them right. seem like it's fucking right. insane. I think what I would do as a commentary, I would go inside of a trash can. Like, I would have a they, trash can. People like have kind of done stuff like that, by the way. A lot of them, Great. over the course of the Met Gala, like... First of all, you said as a commentary, they love that shit. They love, like, yeah, they right. Pretty much every year at the Met Gala, somebody it's, making yeah. a commentary about something, right? And uh, one year, Riz Ahmed, you know Riz Ahmed from Rogue One and from- uh, Oh, yeah. Venom, oh, yeah. Yeah. Hell, yeah. The Night Of, that was a great show that he was in. Uh, anyway, actor, he went one year dressed as like sort of trash. He had like work boots on and shitty jeans and stuff. That's and it was fashion. like playing tribute to- uh, hard-working immigrant refugees or okay. something like that. Well, I'd do it. You know? It wouldn't be like that. But though. he dressed just like, you know, blue-collar working man, but like as a As, as a, a thing. As a, sta a statement. Yeah. Yeah. I would have to do it more on the nose. Like, I would wear like a white jacket and then on the back of it, spray paints. Like, I'm only here for the free steak or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Because like, it, by the way, and I know you're going to tell me, the only thing I know about the Met gala is this part of it i don't know what the fuck it's for i have no right. idea what it's benefiting like because to me from but the you outside, know it's benefiting something but, but you are I, aware has, that it's well, some it, kind well, of benefit. it has to be it, they all right. they all like otherwise what the fuck would it because i know there's no awards because i've never heard afterwards like the person that won the butt because like that's why like i like i've always interpreted the met gala as the absolute highest level of elite celebrity snobbery and the reason yes, is is because absolutely like like with the or there's, there's no fucking point because like let me make my case here i know a lot of people are like the oscars don't matter the oscars don't matter and in the grand scheme of the world they it absolutely does not but we as consumers do get a benefit from the oscars because there's a lot of movies that we would have never that would have never been made if someone wasn't trying to win an oscar 
You know what I mean? Because like some of our favorite movies weren't cash grabs. It was just because this prestigious award exists, and I'm going to make a movie to get that. So like I do think the Oscars as a thing ends up getting you really good products and the competition. With this, though, it's just dudes wearing bird shoes, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Sometimes meat shoes, you know. <laughs> like literally made of meat? Yeah. Lady Gaga, I think, wore a meat dress one year. I don't remember if it was at this thing That's or whatever. Right. I was just assuming I think it was it at this was. thing. Yeah. But yeah, they dress, they'll dress up as a goose. They'll dress up as a butcher shop. You know, Was that when Bjork did it? Or whatever. Yeah, Bjork. Yeah, again, I don't know if that was at this event. I just put all of those pictures at this you know event what? in my head. That's, that's what it is, I think, is that I think that Bjork, did it at the Grammys or Oscars, and the Met Gala is just where everyone dresses like Bjork dressed at that normal thing. Like, it's just nor Like, dude, Bjork shit don't even qualify for this stuff. It was, I think, I think it's one of those things where it's like, they gotta fucking one-up each other and everything always, and it's been going for so long at this point, and they've been doing wild shit like this for so long. It's like, what is left to do? Other right. than, you know, dress up as a fucking slug or whatever. Like, I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> yeah, that I was, think uh, that was the that Met was Gala. Heidi, Heidi Klum. Klum, right? Yeah. Heidi Klum. Either yeah. that or she throws dressed a Halloween as a, party every year. As a worm. Like, yeah. just a literal worm. She, she looked like uh, Alexander, or the Skarsgård, Peter Skarsgård, not Peter, the dad. Stellan? Stellan she looked like Stellan Skarsgård from fucking Dune. Yeah. Yeah, pretty wild. So, anyway, they just have to, I, at some point, it's like, but... I was going to say at some point I had to jump the shark, but can something like that even possibly no. jump the shark? Because if it could, it, then it did it, it fucking 10 years ago, right? Yeah, like it's, that's interesting. I'd like to see the first Met Gala, like what those people They were nothing were. like this. I could tell you a little bit about them. So it's just some background. Uh, it started in 1948, uh, was the first one. It was started by fashion publicist Eleanor Lambert, uh, who was part of this fashion board in New York. She also, she was the same person who started New York Fashion Week. Um, which was, you know how there's like Paris fashion week, Milan yeah. fashion week. First one ever was New York. This lady started it in 1942, which is like, to me, 1942 is kind of a funny time to start yeah. a fashion week. Because of the I war? Mean, like, yeah. It's like kind of had some other shit going on. It's like, I'm sure that you. was the reasoning. Cause right. like, you know, this will help everyone's spirits. <laughs> yeah. Well, like that's the thing about like celebrities and like, you know, you hear it in a bunch of Oscar speeches, like when, you know, like I, like last year with the whole Ukraine stuff, that there were people like, you know, what we do is lift people's spirits during these hard times. We, everyone needs a distraction. And so like, you know, that in their brain, they're like, we've got a war going on. I know what we should do. Walk really weird down this strip of uh, fucking tarmac. <laughs> And I guess that's what they did. But she had done that already. Six years later, 1948, she founds the Met Gala uh, because there was the Metropolitan Museum of Art had just um, obtained or absorbed or started or whatever, a costume institute. So it's like a wing of the Met, right? The Metropolitan Museum of Art that's dedicated to artistic costume just the, the artwork of like costumes movies? and costuming movies and plays and shit like that originally yes but not just that they also i mean over the years they've done what samurai outfits you know like cultural ones too not just like from uh pop culture but they've done both um 
But that was new in 1948. The Met just started the Costume Institute. And so she started the Met Gala as a fundraiser for the newly founded Costume Institute, right? To this day, that's what it raises money for. Okay. The costume (laughs) wing. The costume wing of the Metropolitan Museum of Art. And look, dude, museums are awesome. They They are. are. They are. But they it costs fifty thousand dollars a plate to go to this thing right they raise at to this point they've raised over a quarter billion dollars the fucking the costume room needs a quarter of a billion dollars like what are they doing with that like okay i'm so glad i said what i said earlier then because like after you said it is raising money for something I was like, well, if they say it's animal rights or, like, fucking child trafficking or some shit, I'm going to be on board. But, dude, I'm now even further convinced that this, the Met Gala, is the absolute peak fucking bullshit Hollywood snobbery. The goddamn, if they just said museums, like, if it was just, like, this is for the museum, I'd be like, that's fucking, okay, you know. Somebody, they got to get the money from somewhere. Like, cannot a little bit of that go to the library? Fifty thousand dollars a plate, right? And to be fair, maybe they do do some of that. I don't know. I just know that like that's what they are actually raising money for is the Costume Institute at the Met. That's the purpose of the gala. Uh, she started in nineteen forty eight. For the first thirty years, roughly, it was kind of just another New York high society evening. Just you know, prominent Manhattanites would pay fifty dollars a plate, which you know, nineteen forty eight, not cheap, but it ain't fucking fifty grand. It's about um, to go to go to this that's how it was for the first 30 years in the 70s this uh lady who had been a, uh the editor-in-chief of i think harper's bazaar one of those uh diana vreeland she took over for the first lady in 1972 and she started to push it into a uh you know a celebrity affair this really took off in 1974 when she got jackie o to uh, co-host the event with her or co-chair the event or whatever. And then that sort of started it on its way. And that that before you know it, you got Elton John, Liza Minnelli, Elizabeth Taylor, Andy Warhol, whoever. And then it, you know, just grows year by year into the shit show of extravagance that we know today. The lady who runs it today, her name's Anna Wintour. She's the editor in chief of Vogue. And also by all reports, the person that the Devil Wears Prada is based on. Oh, God. so yeah, Jesus bit of a cunt. Uh, yeah, bit British, of a cunt. so I can say that. Yeah, of course. Uh, I assume that John Wayne never attended one of these. But how awesome would it be if John? There was a picture of John Wayne dressed as a fucking mermaid or something. Yeah, that would hit. Um, that also they have a theme every year. It's usually fashion related. Um, like it, it'll be a famous designer or whatever, or it's like a, a Chinese fashion, you know, whatever, just <laughs> shit like that. This year it was Carl Lager, Lagerfeld, who was some, he just said, yeah, right. Yeah. And he was a designer or whatever. So, and he had a cat, which will come up <laughs> later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so they had a theme every year. It's got more and more out of control over the years. People now, a lot of times the celebrities, you know, they want to make a splash, court some controversy, get some headlines, that type of thing. As with everything with them, it's all about attention. So that's that's what the Met is and what it's for, the Met Gala, rather. Um, so I guess now we can take a look at some of this year's... Uh, Please. Some of this year's notable luminaries. 
and their sartorial choices. Your dad, big BPP, Big Papa producer, put these together and sent them to us. He's going to put yes, them up on the screen you. for you guys to see. Um, <clears throat> should I go? Should I read his review first? Yes. You think? Wait, Bef- wait, wait. No, I, I can't decide. Maybe we should look at them all and then read it. I don't know. I think you can. I just want to read it. Okay, kick it off. This is BPP's review. This is Corey's dad, BPP, giving his review of the outfits on display. He said, some of the Wilder Met Gala stuff this year. Personally, I think Little Nas stole the show wearing nothing but a metallic thong, silver body paint, and jewels. Of course, you had Jared Leto. Pedro Pascal looked stunning, as did Bad Bunny, who was a study in white. Um, I thought that was very well done, very tastefully executed. So on that last note, we have Bad Bunny here. This is the first picture y'all are going to see. Now, who is that, Joe? Is that a rapper? It is a rapper, and the only reason that I know is because he did something on Monday Night Raw, and... So all my wrestling fans were talking about, they were like, yo, did you see Bad Bunny on Raw last night? And I was like, wait a minute. In my brain, I was like, did the WWE go back to the 90s stuff and now they've literally got like a a bunny character or something like that? And I was told then that he's a uh, hip hip hop. Uh, Is that it? Is that what he does? Hip hop? Puerto Rican rapper, evidently. Okay, um, you know, as I've uh, chronicled before on our various He's podcasts, huge, I know that's what well, I was about to say. In fairness, I'm dude. Anybody that's at this is probably some degree of huge, and I know that it's just I have what I call early onset papaw. Me too. Uh, in terms of music, in particular, again, we talked about the Well Read podcast before, but I just cannot. I just have not really listened to new music in literally years at this point. Uh, I just. I just have what hit for me when I was younger, and I guess those are the things that will hit for me until the day I die, and I haven't been adding new things. So, I mean, he's been around for a while, I'm sure, but yeah. I, I don't know any of his work. But what do you think about this ensemble here? Well, first off, it is it is classy, and it's like he's those almost— roses? The, I believe those are roses. So, at, at first glance, it looks like very normal. White suit, white shirt, white tie, very Puerto Rican— white shoes, you know what I mean? It's a compliment. But then, like, the only thing that really makes this where it's like, okay, that's annoying, is like, it's basically like a wedding veil, right? Like, somebody's going to have to carry that behind him, correct? Not a veil, right? The veil goes over your head. It's right. a train, be, right? A Don't train. they call it a train? The train, a train of a dress or whatever? Yeah, he got a big, long-ass train. I mean, practicality doesn't factor into these of equations course, much for these people. They got minions there to carry your... uh tail of white roses um but that's still got to be at least a little bit of a pain in the ass is that it's not a tat it's like a gigantic white rose scarf scarf that, that he's, he's wrapped just got around his, around his yep. arms that he's dragging behind him yes and, and i'm again okay. i gotta say like as far as the outfits that i've seen at this met gala like this one is as funny as it sounds to say sort of understated you know what i mean it's just White? I mean, yeah, for, yeah, I mean, by the, per the standards of this particular event, yes, yes, indeed. Um, let's see here. I just wanted to look it up. Let's see. A shawl that becomes a floral train. Okay. Um, that's technically what that is. I was hoping to find some sort of, like, if they gave an explanation for it, like what right. this is meant to represent or something, but I guess they didn't. 
Um, so yeah, I, th- I think I mean I give it a he just like right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, Next classy up, Puerto Rican guy. Next up, that is evidently that's uh, Janelle Monet. Okay. Okay. He, that she is she's a singer, right? Who also acts? Wasn't she in yes. uh, the new Knives Out movie? Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, crushed it in that movie. Yeah, she was great in that. She's obviously phenomenally talented. Uh, appears to be dressed as a black traffic cone or an <laughs> upside down megaphone or a lampshade. Something it looks like that. Very conical, looks, <laughs> conical in nature. Uh, yeah. with some wild ass moon boots, uh, underneath it. Yeah. She's and, very uh, gorgeous, obviously, but this outfit, there was an episode of South park where Cartman dressed up like a pilgrim and that's kind of what this looks like. Yeah. She's wearing, uh, hold on. Those platforms, by the way, are not the whole shoe. She's got regular shoes on, and then those shoes are strapped into that platform, I think. I've also found out uh, a very, very important detail about this ensemble. That overcoat there that she's Mm -hmm. wearing, that comes off, and the lampshade underneath is transparent, so you could see her her, uh, negligee. So without the overcoat on... It's, uh, you know, some titty and butt action going on okay. underneath there. Uh, well, he moves a, ahead of Bad Bunny. Yeah, yeah. It is a good move. Uh, she had she was accompanied by two men wearing suits who had to uh, uh, take that coat off of her. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know. How much do uh, you think they get paid? I mean, I'm, I'm sure those are people that do other things. They're just assistants or whatever that work for them in general, probably. <laughs> or do you think you got to go out and find a, you I know, think a separate... I, you know, you, you know, I don't, I'm trying to think of like, if I had people that work for me, would I want to further humiliate them by just having them disrobe me? And I think, yes, I think it's, I would yes. definitely do that. So sure. yeah, those are probably just like her standard, you know, dudes that. How do you feel about human furniture, Joe? Would you get into that? Like, you um, know, have a minion serve as your ottoman? Like in the yeah. show Secession, something yeah, like that. Yeah, so, uh, so we were talking about wrestling just a minute ago with Bad Bunny. MJF, uh, who I think you're at least vaguely familiar with MJF. He's like a heel, like he's yeah. like a super rich, like douchebag character. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Something. He, yeah, 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 exactly. You know, really, really good old school type heel. Um, and, and the dude is committed to it, man. I mean, he does a great job. When we were at Starcade in Chicago, he's there. And he made, first off, he made his meet and greet the most expensive meet and greet there. Even though he wasn't the most famous person there, he made his meet and greet the most expensive there because, and I quote, I don't want to have to see the pores. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, when people would go take a picture with him, he would just be asleep on his table. So they just took a picture with an asleep MJF. But when he was relaxing, he had a guy who was one of my buddies who was working at Starcade. At the beginning of the week, he gives him a, like a handful of money and goes, hey, go get a tuxedo. And the guy's like, okay. And he goes, all right. So he goes and gets a tuxedo. And for the whole week, whenever MJF wanted to sit down, he had that guy on all fours using him as an ottoman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm forward Classic in the right. Move. Yeah, I'm forward in the right application is what I'm saying, human furniture. What's great about that? 
is, and I mean, obviously this kind of goes without saying really, but like, that's such a perfect and phenomenal character to play as a wrestler because like you get to do all that, like as a bit as like, you know, you're, you're the bad guy. It's satirical, really. You're making fun of those people. But you still are doing all of that. Yes. Right. But you, you know what I mean? That, but so, you get that pass where it's like, where's right, you the get a pass. It's like making his, his meet and greet the most expensive one there, like for a hilarious reason. That's all great. But like, it still was the most expensive one there. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yes. you can, and, people, and people bought it. <laughs> people pay. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You can and do dude, that and like get away with it. And uh, it's kind of, it's pretty brilliant, really. Dude, kids go up, come up to him like on the street or like after the shows and ask for autographs and he tells them to go fuck themselves and they love it. They mm-hmm. love it. <laughs> like, yeah, he's yeah. got the best guy, best gig in the business. What's his uh, backstory? Like, well, the, I don't, for the character was. Oh, uh, the backstory for MJF, the character, just that, I mean, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, uh, he's, you know, he was an aspiring wrestler when he was a kid. A lot, this is true, by the way. A lot of it is just true. He uh, and they un they unveiled this footage on AEW. He actually was on the Rosie O'Donnell show as a like five year old um, because he wanted to. Be, he he had two dreams in life: either to be an opera singer or a professional wrestler. And on Rosie, he sang some opera songs. And dude, the most charismatic kid you've ever seen. And uh, that got that got dug up when he's out as this badass MJF, and so now that is part of the MJF character. That yes, I was that kid, you know, I wanted to be an opera singer, but I found out that I'm the well, baddest motherfucker on singing earth. opera at an early age. Like, is he from like a wealthy family or back? Because that sounds like some rich kid shit. Like, ain't no poor kid singing opera at five. He de- I don't think. When he was on Rosie, man, he was wearing like a Tommy Hilfiger shirt. Like, I don't think I don't yeah. think he was. I think he was Maybe just a kid. more of a more of a Tanya Harding type situation. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, man. That's what yeah. I think because like he didn't seem like, oh, this is the next pro like and he, he was pretty good for a five year old. I think he just had a lot of personality and he just liked to show out, you know. And they anytime would, any and I, I don't we don't know that he's trash. He probably was just a regular standard childhood thing or whatever. But anytime trash infiltrates any of that. Always yeah. hits for me. Love I it. can't think of any other good examples right now other than Tanya Harding. Uh, but yeah, she's a good I one. It's funny because, like, you know, she, uh, you know, crippled that one lady and that, that ain't cool. But, uh, you know, other than that, she, she hit for me. <laughs> do you think, <laughs> do you think that if you put out a poll of, of people asking where Tanya, like people that didn't know where Tanya Harding was from and you put out a poll, uh, do you think that most of the answers would be from the Southern United States? <laughs> Even though she's from Oregon, the only based on everything that most people like know about her, sure. The only caveat I would give is because her thing was ice skating in That's particular. True. That's true. Which like is not much of a thing in the South. Like That's we don't accurate. hardly play hockey. We don't we don't fuck with ice as a no, general ice rule in the South. Uh, let's see. Moving on, the next one. One of my favorites uh, from this year. We got Jared Leto. Is it Leto or Leto? What is it? I've always said Lido. Uh, Me but too, but that's I don't because know if that's I'm a right. Boz Skaggs fan. Jared um, Lido, um, yeah. dressed head to toe as a kitty cat, uh, a very, very well executed kitty I mean, costume, yeah. and that's um, Carl Lagerfeld's cat, cat, right? Yeah, the yeah the guy the guy that the theme was based around this year that was apparently his cat, um, and the. Uh, 
with all these so far, this is the only one that I hate, and I think it's because it's him. I think yeah. that if Bad Bunny was dressed like a bad kitty, I'd been like, "That's rad." But like, what it, if you see? It's a good point because if you're there, which you know we would know we would never uh, be allowed, no. but if you were there, uh, and you see him in the full costume with the hat on and everything, you're like, yeah, "Oh, it's, kitty, kitty, yeah. that's cool." It's like, what, what a realistic and cute kitty costume. And then the kitty takes his head off and it's him. You're definitely going to be like, hit. oh, God damn it. <laughs> exactly. No. I was hoping you were Colin Hanks, you know. <laughs> I think you're right. I do think Leto is like, he's the perfect representative of the Met Gala. You know what I mean? Like if I had yes. to pick a celebrity to go, what celebrity um is the is the epitome, like I said, of this sort of thing. Like he's he's it number one, like beyond a shadow of a doubt. Because like the first two that we mentioned here, like I otherwise am like, yeah, those are cool people that got invited to the Met Gala. But with him, I'm just like, dude, he was begging to come to this shit. He was scratching at the door. He fucking don't hit. He don't hit right. Oh, uh, I feel like by most all accounts, he, he don't, don't hit. hit. He's why well, I think he like, for one thing, I'm pretty sure he does that method type of acting, which is like some of the greatest actors on earth do it. But he's one of those that takes it to another level. I think, I, I don't know how much of this he's is a true, but there were, there were rumors when he was like the fucking, when he was the Joker, yeah. he himself like sent his fellow castmates, like he shipped them like, like Bomb? dead animals or something oh like that. God. And like are used condoms or both like just gross <laughs> shit. And it's just like, you know, cause I guess he thinks that's what the Joker would do. And I was like, the Joker would be a little more clever about it than that. I feel like, like it's a, it's like the sixth grade version of the Joker maybe. But I, again, I don't know if that's true, but he does that type of thing. He also rumors have abounded on the internet for a very long time that he basically has a cult. Mostly yeah. made up of young girls, right? Makes sense. Um, so like a cult with an island, all that shit, his head is firmly entrenched in his own ass, that type of thing. I mean, yeah, I, I'm definitely with you that he don't hit. I saw Dude. a picture of him at a previous Met Gala. He was dressed as like a vampire's boyfriend, right? And uh, his accessory for it, like you might have a purse or a handbag or something, his accessory was a replica of his own head. So <laughs> that's fun. Imagine all that stuff you were talking about him putting the cast and crew through, like the dead animals. Imagine going through all of that, and then when they saw the right. first cut of Suicide right. Squad. Right. And yeah. they were like, for that? Motherfucker. Like, Heath Ledger, at least you're like, okay. And we got that out of it. Yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis, too, the most famous example. You right. know, it's like he's... My left he's, foot. Absurd. It's, dude, it's not just my left foot. Like he. Oh, I, I know, who, but that was the... Fuck, that Who was it? Yeah, my left foot, when he played a paraplegic, he made everybody, he had, yeah. made everybody carry him around because he can't walk. When he did Lincoln, he was to be referred to only as Mr. President or President Lincoln. That's um, fine. And that type. Of, yeah, but it went beyond that. There was some no, goddamn. damn it. I'm just I saying just that little part of this. it. I just heard a story about the set of Lincoln where it was like um, – Somebody in the production, I feel like, texted him or something. And when they texted him, they're like, Daniel, they're ready for you at the whatever. And he texted <laughs> back, uh, it's Mr. President, please, or something like that. Yeah, right. And it's like, it's like, uh, you know that <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Lincoln didn't have uh, an Android or whatever. Dude. 
Uh, that reminds me, you remember that time me, you, and Bryce, I can't remember where the fuck we were, but we went to like a old school speakeasy type gin bar or something like that. And I knew it was an old school speakeasy, didn't realize it was just specifically gin. And I asked the dude for like a vodka tonic or something. He's like, no, 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 we are here. We take it seriously. Nothing that you couldn't get past this date or whatever, blah, blah, blah. By the way, the Wi-Fi password is blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Right. And I'm like, buddy, come on, man, do it all the way. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a little, but I've always just the whole like the whole method acting thing. I, I, it's just always been hard for me. If you can you know, do it, like not to, be a dick. To deal with, right? That's fine. But, but it, it feels like it's way. hard for them to not. You right. know what I mean? It feels like being a dick is kind of part and parcel to the whole experience somehow. Yes. If you're going to be doing that, and it's just like whatever. I get Who everybody's got their own process and whatnot, but like. It ought not be fucking up everybody else's day. You know what well, I mean? Who was like, the guy that said uh, that said he said he said it to um, Rain Dustin Man Dustin Hoffman. Hoffman? Yeah, who was it? Was it that Lawrence, said that Sir Lawrence Olivier, I think. <laughs> yeah. I think that's who it was. It was somebody like that. Somebody on that level. Uh, they were in a movie together. I think like Marathon Man or something like that. And Dustin Hoffman's character was supposed to have been up like running from the authorities or something for like three or four days. So Dustin Hoffman, the actor did not sleep or shower for three or four days. Then they had a scene together and Olivier asked him, you know, why, what was up? What, you know, why you stank, you know, <laughs> why you stank and look like shit. And he explained, you know, because the character, so he hadn't done that. And then uh, reportedly Olivier, if it was Olivier, then said to him, my dear boy, have you tried acting? <laughs> Which is like, that's exactly how I it's, feel. That, it. What else needs to be said, dude? It's right. like, that's Lawrence like, Olivier. That's the perfect, uh, yeah, that's, that, that's exactly how I feel about it. You know what I mean? And yeah. again, like Daniel Day-Lewis, like, dude, he's like the goat, maybe. Yeah, so, so you can't it, really say anything. It's hard to argue with if with its effective, but it's like, I bet he would hit if he wasn't doing he that. He would. Too, Meryl you know? Streep don't do that. And she's right. the goat, you know? Yeah. No, I'm with yeah. you. I don't know. Um. Let's see here. I just wanted to, ch yeah, it was Lawrence Olivier and it was Marathon Sweet. Man. Nice, dude. Look right. at you. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Next up, I don't, I don't know who that is. Do you know who that is? It's uh, mm, in the red, no, decked no, out in red. I don't, but I'm it's a certain nice that I'm. Nice looking young black feller. I'm certain uh, that I like them. With a belt harness of yeah, sorts. Yeah, this is, this is kind of good. I like this. Yeah. I mean, no one's – well, like, you're not wearing a helmet. No one's having to carry anything. And, right. dude, if you just take the belt harness off, yeah. like, it's just a very – I mean, don't get me wrong. He kind of looks like a daredevil villain a little bit. Yeah, I, I was going to say it's like it's a little bit like Hunger Gamesy. You yeah. Know what I mean, like in the, 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 in the Capitol or something like that. Like, uh, but, you know, you got to do something. You can't yeah. just wear just a regular red suit. You got to spice it up somehow. So he went with a – Went with a belt harness. I think and boots and gloves. I think for the Met Gala, it's very understated. And I mean, it's hard to argue that it doesn't pop. It does pop. It's a wonderful color. Um, yeah, I give this an A for sure. Moving on to the next one, BPP's personal favorite, your dad's oh my God. standout, Lil Nas X, dressed uh, as the literally shape of water. Literally resplendent <laughs> in jewels and body paint and an eyes wide shut mask. Uh, and also, he got claws. So he got like demon hands. So that hits. Um, 
Yeah, he's very Gilmore del Toro ish looking. Is I that mean, is that a mask or is that a bunch of shit that's attached to his I'm, face? I'm trying. I like, think I think both. Okay, no, no, no. I think the top part is definitely a mask because obviously it's like protruding out. But that bottom part, I think that he's just been like bejeweled, like some women do to their jeans. Yes, I agree. Because I mean, because they've already you've, they've clearly done it to the rest of his body. But, like, I bet you that mask is also glued onto his face because you can't be doing all that and then have the little fucking nylon string around your ears. You know what I mean? That ain't the look. I was going to say something about eating, but, like, these people probably don't eat there they don't, anyway, no, right? They, no, just don't, they just they don't eat ever. No, like, it's just for the plate, not for yeah. the food. I mean, dude, you got to be, listen, you got to be some type of confident to pull this off. Lil Nas X is definitely that. This is another example of if Jared Leto looked like this, I would hate it. Uh, but with Lil Nas X, man, nothing but respect. Uh, nothing but respect to him. You know, it, it is a little like, again, I, I literally look at this and think that this is the fish lady from or the fish dude from The Shape of Water. Uh, but it's a choice. Yeah, it's absolutely a choice. How did like. How long do you think it takes to get into and out of that? Hours, right? Hours I mean, and hours has, on both ends, probably. Yeah, because like you got to figure they've they've done body paint all over, and like with that type of body paint, like you're not just spraying it on one coat and being like that's good. Like they're gonna have like especially because as you can see here on his abs and stuff, they have definitely contoured. I mean, he's in shape. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. or th- or they are in shape. Don't get me wrong, but. They've definitely contoured it. There's different shades of gray that are going on here. So, like, I don't know. I'm saying five hours for this. I mean, I bet. Probably take a long time. We got two more. Let's do them real quick. Next up, our man, Pedro Pascal there. Love uh, it. You know, him and that uh, other fellow with the belt harness, or if they ran into each other, it's like, well, one of us is going to have to change. <laughs> uh, I'll take off my pants. Yeah, right. So, yeah, Pedro <laughs> went pantsless and took his belt harness off, and then there you have it. Uh, I saw a clip of him from a previous Met Gala where he, it, what, it, somebody was just taking a selfie in the room and they're like scanning across the room and you could see Pedro Pascal sleeping in a chair, Good. uh, in the middle of the Met Gala, which hit for me. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I love this guy. I mean, I love the, the sort of red camel hair, uh, well, I guess it's not camel hair as a color, but like, I like the trench. I like the, I mean, if I'm him. I probably would have hit the tanning bed or at least a spray tan before pulling my legs out like that, but I'm not Pedro Pascal. I don't have one of the mm-hmm. number one shows on HBO. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the fucking and the Mandalorian. So yeah. I think he's pulling it off well. Um and yeah, I just I just love that guy. I would have loved to have seen him be like, I'm not going to the Met Gala, fuck that. But if he has to be here looking looking a little though, now that I'm looking at it, sort of looks like a a, a little dutch boy with them shorts you know what i mean like them little cloggers mm-hmm. or whatever yeah i would have gone with some clogs um <laughs> it's an what would you wear choice i would i would i i it would have to be something sort of like Balls jersey. did i think something that like i would say was ironic or you know what i mean but that really yeah. it's just me being my trash self pretty much you know um fucking wranglers you know, yeah. I don't know. 
uh, just something to be a smart ass about it. But anyway, that's uh, that's the Met Gala. That's our uh, that's the thoughts on it. And I guess so. We don't really have time to get into the other thing, which is okay. Did we even say what it was? Because we did. We told them we were talking about we the did. coronation. But honestly, this is a good That'll thing be next because week. yeah, and this is a good thing in my opinion because yes. I'm going to watch it. I already have right. my thing done. It's absolutely perfect to me. But of course. I wanted to get into some airmail, uh, and I forgot to mention this last time because I'm an idiot. You can send your airmail to puttingonairs at gmail.com. We've had some absolutely lovely ones. We're loving your limericks. Uh, so let's start off with another limerick. Uh, this is from, well, the email is Ringzel. They said you can use my name, but it, the email is Ringzel. All right. Uh I or your Ringzel? Yeah, like O Y E R. Fucking Rumpelstiltskin's cousin or something? Like, what is that? <laughs> it's O Y E R I N G S L. That's who it is. They can also be addressed as the Limerick Queen. So here you go. Well, that's While presumptuous, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> I know, right. While checking out putting on airs, people fall off of their chairs, laughing about fads and tiny art nads and rich people's silly affairs. The diagrams labeled as Vin, Trey and Corey will shovel stuff in, illustrate to the fans that the lads got their hands on good stuff POA for the win. The podcast with Corey and Trey, known to us by the name POA, is goofy and fun and certainly one you can masturbate to any day. <laughs> Elt. Nice. Right. Thank well. you. Uh, it is known that the squirrels love a nut and that witches must kiss the devil's butt. It really must hit to come up with this shit. So I wonder what won't make the cut. <laughs> it's probably obvious that I just ripped those out really fast. But when you said y'all like limericks, I was like, woo wee, they're going to get some. I will see you boys tonight in Little Rock. Oh, appreciate you, yep. Olivia Powers, for coming to the show in Little Rock last weekend. Yeah. We really appreciate we met that. Her, we met her afterwards. She told us about those. She did, but she didn't actually tell us the limerick. The limericks, though, did she? No, she didn't recite them to us. She told us that they were in the the inbox. Well, I'm or so glad that that was one of my random scroll throughs. Fantastic, uh, was it? Because it's funny. Because before you even started, I remembered that it happened, right? And I remembered uh -huh. you told her you were like, you're like, what? Tell me, okay, I'm gonna make damn sure and read those. All right. <laughs> and I remember not. when you said that, I was like, he ain't gonna make damn sure and read those. <laughs> but then, and then, but then you did. Wait, so you know I was what, wondering though? if you remembered or not. Hold on. It'd be I funny if that was I, a different person after the show who also wrote limericks and they're both listening right now. Here's you why, know what I mean? <laughs> but here's why I know that she listened to me. I remember now what I said. I go, make sure you put limericks real big in the subject line and I'll see it. And that's mm -hmm. exactly what she did. And I called it. So, like, I technically did do the thing that I said I you was going to do. You're right. Yeah. Okay. So, thank you for that. This is from, uh, well, I, I don't know if they want me to say it. Uh, but the, the subject line is The Shameful Kiss. Greetings, my dudes. Ghost has a bank. Ghost the band. Ghost has a banger called "Kiss the Go Goat" with the line "Satan, Lucifer, Osculum, Obscenium," and then makes a kissy sound. The song is about how you won't get power doing black magic until you dedicate yourself to the devil via the obscene kiss. Nice. Uh -huh. Unfortunately, as I'm also a pervy kind of girl, I immediately started snort laughing while you two were talking about the kiss because my brain asked me if giving Tom Ellis, Lucifer, a rim job is such a steep price to get dark powers. Admit it. You'd give it a moment's consideration. Cheers, gents. I mean, if you know for sure that it works, uh, you're going to have actual magical powers after yeah. that. 100%. 
I don't know that I'd want to be in the devil's thrall, which I'm assuming is a huge yeah. part of it. Uh, if I could just, if it could be a one night stand with the devil's butthole, you know, I mean, it's like, yeah, I, I, you know, toss you up real good. And then you give me magic powers forever, but we don't have to fuck with each other anymore after that. And yeah, I'd do that for sure. I would 100% sell my soul to the devil. Like I, I would like in a, in a second, uh, <laughs> subject line. Now hear me out. Cause I know you like to eat. <clears throat> Got that right. <laughs> hey y'all, love the show. Here's a topic for the Venn diagram: pasta. I would love to hear y'all compare handmade carbonara to a can of chili mac. They both hit in their own way, but are so entirely different. Chef Boyardee really did change the game of Italian food from nothing in America to a cheap but tasty food. There are some super fancy Italian places all over the country. One can't really exclude the Olive Garden, Colonel. B. Jesse Ray. Hey, fellow colonel. What do you think about that, Trey? I wrote it down in my notes. I love me some pasta. I can tell you that much. So, yeah, we'll look into it a little further. Uh, do you remember the actual name of the place in Georgetown that we go to that we call Pasta Mama? No, but it's fucking fantastic. So funny, because I, I don't either. Like we just, we But just I know how to get there. Pasta, we just call it <laughs> Pasta Mama, but it's in George, the Georgetown part of D.C., Fucking absolutely, and it, it's it's something of an institution. I think they've got pictures it is. on the I wall mean, it's of presidents, favorite place. presidents eating there and stuff. So like, it's yeah. a pretty big deal, I think. And as soon as you walk through the door on the right, there's an old Italian nana. I think they call yep. them nanas. No, Nona uh, or nana. Yeah. Nona make, making yeah. uh, making pasta with her bare hands. As soon as we saw, we walked in there a little high for the first time. Yeah. Corey like slapped me on the chest. He was like, bro, bro, and pointing <laughs> out. And I looked over there and I saw that. That little old Italian man, I was sitting there making pasta, and immediately I was like, Whoo! Yeah. God damn, no. you know <laughs> this place is what's up. And, and it, it were. Yeah, it, it is. is. And we go back every time. Uh, last but not least, subject line a proposal. This is from Andrea. Corey and Trey, not necessarily for reading on the podcast. Oh, she said not necessarily for reading on the podcast. Well, we're here, baby. Uh, but a more general idea. What I really want is a goop equivalent from the well-read ladies, Paige, Amber, Katie, and or whoever else y'all got for funny, uh, well, Andy, uh, salty women in your life. Call it goob or some derivative. Make it a podcast a little like putting on airs, comparing what the rich heifers are up to compared to those of us who own on board with and couldn't afford anyways a jade hoo-ha egg. Just a thought, I'd be the first subscriber. Love y'all. I mean, if we could actually convince them to do it, that would hit. It but would be therein funny. lies the problem. I'd love to hear Andy Drew's wife split the hairs between like <laughs> between what is bullshit she is the Venn right? diagram. and what she's into. Yeah, she is the Venn diagram of that. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of. Go I bet she don't fuck with goop in general because of the no. like, rich bitch nature of it. But, but she the goopy. whole she goopy. She's like. You know, and I mean this with all the love in the world. She's like trash goopy, you know. Yep, she's very trash um, goopy. Yeah. That's true. So. Well, there you have it for the airmail. Thank you all for joining us on this very special Met Gala edition. Next week, I will be talking about the coronation. We really appreciate y'all liking, downloading, subscribing, and telling your friends. And remember to go rate us five-star review. Well, uh, excuse me, Porky Pig. Go mm -hmm. rate us five stars if you haven't. It really, really, really helps the show. Continue telling everybody. Send us your letters at puttingonairs at gmail.com. Be good to each other. And stay fancy, motherfuckers. Excuse me.
Here's Lady Loveless. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Royalty and rednecks are alike. They both like cutting and picking fights. Biscuits and baked beans where they don't belong. Sit on down the Korean tray and learn some fancy shit. Today we'll laugh a little even when they're wrong. They'll take you to a magical place where if you call someone a cut, nobody cares. They keep it debonair at putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on airs.